I, Charles the Fourth, or is it the Third? Bloody Ben! We will strive for the denazification of the Let me put it to Yes, if you win by one, you've oh, won. The phone went over the side of the phone. Oh, excuse me. What the fuck is going on? Part of the ACAST Creator Network and also available on Patreon. Hello, I'm Mark Steele. Welcome to my podcast, where each week, but especially this week, I ask the question, what the fuck is going on? Has anything anywhere in the world been run with such a glorious, chaotic sense of bewildering, joyful uselessness as Britain at the moment? Even Liz Truss's speech explaining the disaster was useless. I have been decisive. If you were watching a nativity play and your five-year-old child was that shit, you'd say to everyone afterwards, no, it's not my kid. No, I, I ain't got any kids at this school. I'm, uh, no, I'm a paedophile. That's why I'm here. So now she's sat quasi quieting. The last straw was probably that he suggested, we will save money on police spending by replacing all police officers with grizzly bears. This will save £10 billion a year on wages as the new officers have agreed to work a 60-hour week in return for a bucket of salmon. And then the pound would have slumped again until there were £9 to a salt and vinegar crisp. So now he's been sacked. And every policy that Liz Truss said was essential will be reversed. Eventually, they'll become so confused, they'll accidentally reverse all the laws made in the 16th century. So we'll be back at war with Spain and we'll be advised to go for a shit out of the window. By the weekend, we'll be told Liz Truss was due to visit a naval base so she could be photographed sitting on a nuclear missile. But she was called back urgently because the policy she announced in the morning of making fracking compulsory in every school playground has caused the pound to slump again, so the Japanese have bought Sheffield for 20 quid. And she's still insisting that she's going to stay on, even though on the news you hear these reporters saying, I'm being told this evening by very senior Conservatives that over 200 MPs have written a letter to the 1922 committee demanding that she's kidnapped and locked in a barrel with a python. And this could spell trouble. And Jeremy Hunt, he's the new Chancellor, and he's considered to be the calm, competent one. This must be because when he was Health Secretary, he angered doctors so much by offering them a pay deal so bad, they ended up striking and demonstrating and screaming at him all over the country. What an achievement! Doctors are trained to be the calmest people in the country. Their whole life is saying... Yes, that's, yeah, <laughs> there is rather a lot of blood, but uh, we can we can patch that up. Let's just sit still. You're going to be absolutely fine. And he's got those people going. Fucking stay, you fucking. Okay, okay, take a deep breath. That's. And he's the sensible one. Nothing would surprise us now if we turned on the news to see the House of Commons in which all the cabinet were naked and throwing trifles at each other and Jacob Rees-Mogg was sat on a llama jousting while the Speaker drove round on a milk float going, Order, 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 you cannot attack the member for Norfolk South with a lunch. We'd just think, oh, it's them again and, and just turn over to the baking programme. 
Among the latest people to express rage at this government are Jamie Oliver, Bish Bash Wallet, mate, they need locking up, the BBC's financial expert, the Royal College of Nursing, the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds, the Archbishop of Canterbury, who I believe said, it behoveth us all to get rid of this bunch of cunts. Next week, the Lawn Croquet Association will issue a statement that goes, our members feel very strongly that they wish to place a hoop on Quasi Quarting's buttocks and whack a ball up the middle with a mallet. And so now the Conservative Party is working out who to replace her with. And you hear all these theories such as we are considering a similar policy to Have I Got News For You with a different guest Prime Minister each week. So you'll get Claudia Winkleman going, Hi, I'm Prime Minister this week. Here's the policies. Almost every MP, no matter how discredited, is suggested as a possible leader. There are Conservative MPs who suggest someone going, uh, the only problem with him is that he crawls around the floor all day as he believes he's a pig. But, uh, well, you know, his honking noise is rather cute and we believe it could win back some lost voters in the red wall seats. Then, you know, in a few weeks they'll be going, I am fully behind the Prime Minister. Uh, when he said this morning... <laughs> I think that is exactly what's needed to reassure the markets. Once Mr Zelensky has got rid of the Russians, I wonder if he could be persuaded to invade Britain. I think it's fair to say that the Tories have had better weeks. And there are signs that they may even be losing some of their most loyal supporters, such as this woman who I heard on a phone-in show. Oh, I'm sick of it, Jeremy, sick of it. I voted Tory for the past 47 elections, but never, ever again, Jeremy, never again. Who does Liz Trust think she is, sucking quasi-quarting? It'll only claim unemployment benefit and make the economy worse. She should sack herself. I saw Quasi laughing at the Queen's funeral. If the Archbishop of Canterbury told him a joke, he should share it with the rest of us. And who needs a hedge fund anyway? Why can't they buy them at the garden centre like everyone else? I tried to claim my pension yesterday. They said you have to be a pensioner to get it. How's that fair? I bet it'd be different if I came from one of those foreign places like Wales. What am I going to live on? I went down to the food bank the other day. They only had tins. I said, how am I going to open tins? What with my dodgy knee? I'll just have some money instead. You can put it in a sandwich for me. I'll tell you whose fault this is. The unions. They could have got rid of the government ages ago if they'd gone on strike. But oh no, they couldn't be bothered. They're too lazy to go on strike, sitting around working all day. Oh, I'm sick of it, Jeremy. Sick of it. What the fuck is going on? Now, you can never at any point work out what the fuck is going on with our expert advice. So it is my immense pleasure. It's always a pleasure to speak to this man, but particularly this week, uh, Mr. John O'Farrell, a man who has once famously wrote a book called Things Can Only Get Better about living under Tory Britain throughout his youth and so on, and that's the end of it. And it's sort of... um. Are we, are we reliving those moments, John? What I have said is that we are pursuing growth on <laughs> a long-term plan and I'm going to stick with my wooden platitudes in a very unconvincing manner in answer to all of your questions. 
<laughs> I, I mean, we hope you are. She's not quite Barack Obama, is she? She's not quite She's Martin not, Luther King. Okay. Well, she, I mean, Suella had a dream. You probably covered that in last week's one, but it wasn't quite as moving. Um, I mean, She's so bad at it. That's what I can't get over. She's so rubbish at being prime minister. You work, wait all your life for the top job, and oh, you're terrible at this. So yeah, I don't know what. Yes, the heck that is amazing, is going on. isn't it? That you can't. Yeah. She can't even deliver the simplest of speech. Like if you went all my life, what I want to be is a carpenter. That's what I. <laughs> and then you finally get taken off as a carpenter. Come on, then as a right there you are. There's your first lump of wood. Oh, fuck. What? What's this? That's what? a saw. What's a saw? <laughs> fuck. Just make oh, like a joint. Oh. Ah, my fucking finger. What are you doing? <laughs> and sets fire to entire wood shop. Yeah. That's basically what's happened. That the wood shop has burnt down. Um, so, yeah. I mean, oh, I don't know. She, um, uh, I mean, you know, it's fun. It's enjoyable as a sort of spectator sport. And I keep going, oh, I'm really enjoying how terrible this government is and then i go oh my god they're our government and they're terrible so that sort of crushes any pleasure i'm getting out of it yes yeah yeah no i know i know and then because what sometimes you'll get people going they bring you down to earth because they'll go oh someone on the news will say but of course the thing is you know such and such is mortgage has gone up by 760 pounds a month and as a result of this and so they're having to send their children out to uh, their six-year-old child out to work in, <laughs> in a, exactly, they're, exactly. They're looking for a Victorian pit to send them down. <laughs> and I think, oh yeah, I suppose it is quite bad. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's sort of terrible. But you just want, you know, you look at the polls and you go, well, that's just, you know, that's like seeing your football team twenty points clear at the top of the table and going, I can't, <laughs> I can't believe that's obviously that's not going to happen. And it, maybe it will, maybe because they're, you know. Everyone's got this idea of, well, it won't happen. It's like, well, mm. it could happen. These are unprecedented times. Uh, there's actually yeah, yeah. a thing There's actually a thing online, Mark, called electoral calculus. I don't know if you oh, know. I mean, I've spent hours on there. Do you think <laughs> I don't watch that at least nine times <laughs> no, a day? <laughs> but I put the results in. There's a thing where you can predict yeah, the election yeah, results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like <laughs> Labour gain maidenhead. That's what, that's what these polls mean. It's yeah. where I grew up and stood against Theresa May. Labour would win that. Labour would win all of Surrey. Labour would win all of Devon. It's insane. And it, you yes. sort of think it can't come true, but it happened in Canada back in... Like, it did happen in Canada and all, yeah. in France. I, you know, because people go, oh, yeah, but we're not France. In France, the... Uh, the uh, uh, well, the Socialist Party that was... that provided the president only two presidents ago got yes. 4.5% at uh, this year's election. Wow. And the Conservative Party that provided the the presidents before that got five percent so it is possible for parties yeah. to collapse yeah yeah well i yeah i put a bet on um liz trust going this year on i think it was wednesday what way today it's uh, saturday so yeah thursday i put a bet on it was uh uh 10 to 3 that she'd be gone this year and then the next day i just looked and it was uh 8 13 on so in one day <laughs> those odds are completely reversed now it's something it's like, well, a couple of things. I was obviously like, there's many, many, many podcasts that are discussing this at the moment. There's probably basket weaving podcasts and yo-yo podcasts and podcasts to do with gardening that are going, can Liz Trust survive? Uh, can Liz Trust survive past the time when your first cucumbers are going to come up? Uh, but, uh, oh, the lettuce yeah. is actually quite famous, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's at the quite moment? funny. Yeah, Daily Star, the Economist yeah. said that there was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daily stuff. Can she outlive this lettuce? Live feed online. Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean, um, 
the, the worry is that this what? podcast, by the time this podcast is edited and goes out, you know, she will have been replaced and um, we'll have some. Well, sort and of, the uh, person replacing uh, us gone as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who uh, knows what'll happen? So, I mean, the thing is, so there's the sheer joy of it. That's a big part of this, though, isn't it? The sheer, because I want to talk a little bit about the, um, uh, about the, the people you get that just refuse to be happy about everything on the left, those people, no matter yeah. what. Vic, yeah. it's not enough. Oh, yeah, I know. But what's going to come next? Yeah, yeah, Portillo you loses his seat. must have come across a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, Portillo loses his seat in 797. Oh, we'll never hold on to that. It's like, oh, come yeah. on, Portillo has just been <laughs> ejected. And you're thinking, oh, next time round, we'll lose that. It's like, yeah. come on, party, champagne, you know. Yes. And, um, yeah, there's that's a sort a of psychological a, problem as well as a political one, isn't it? To just be determined to find the misery in everything. I've had quite a few conversations over the last few weeks where I'll just say, like, look, this time last year, I felt, are we going to just watch Boris Johnson just get away with everything? Yeah, if you think about that exit poll in 2019 when our hearts fell through the floor and it was just like, mm. oh, they're in power for for a decade. You know, it's like we are, it's going to be like 1992 or even 87 where you think oh, another bloody land, Tory landslide, mm. they're, they're immovable. Yeah, yeah. And how quickly that has completely imploded for them. And now we're thinking, well, the Tories are going to be out for a decade when they lose the next election. It's looking so bad for them. So that's something to celebrate, I think. I mean, yeah, I, I think- absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, just, yeah. I yeah. actually think that um, she may be, Liz Truss, she may be, as you know, have been planted in the Tory party from the future. They've gone, <laughs> they've gone, they've gone, how can we destroy the Tory party? Let's send some, then send back this cyborg. Right. Uh, to absolutely destroy the party. Uh, plant her as a Liberal Democrat, then make a switch over, grow up inside the Tory party and be the worst possible prime minister that, that you could possibly have. That, I'm not normally a fan of conspiracy theories, but I think that actually sounds quite plausible. I think so. I mean, because we always imagine that people back from the future are like Arnie, you know, give me yeah. your keys, your motorcycle. Yeah, they're going to be huge, powerful. But what if they've sent someone back? <laughs> Well, that's the trouble. They did it too soon. They should have mated for better technology so that she could actually construct sentences and not have a five-second pause each time. It's like they're, they're on the controls going, come on. She said, we only programmed one answer about growth. <laughs> oh, God, what if she goes wrong? Like uh, the woman at the end of Stepford Wives when the woman stabs yeah. her in the leg and she just actually goes wrong. And when she finally resigned, she said she just... Goes wrong and goes. I had to. I had to. I had to. I think we passed that point, Mark. Yeah, but so now the only thing I'm worried about how bad she is 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 that they're saying Jeremy Hunt's been brought in, and now they're going. Well, maybe he'll be the the sort of the 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 compromise prime minister candidate. I can't, and I'm actually slightly worried that that might happen because he's like at least a sort of a human being, which we haven't had for quite a long time. Oh no, now see, uh, I think you're falling into that that category. No, he's a disaster. He's the man. He angered. I've, I've mentioned this on this podcast. He's the man who angered do doctors. Yeah, calm doctors who are just—they're hardly the militant wing of British society. Yes, come in, sit down. <laughs> what seems to be the trouble? I Those know we people, forget. You fucking ask no! So I, he's got he's angered those people. So that he's I uh, always uh I always accidentally say cunt instead of Jeremy. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
But they yeah, could, like, they could get away with that because the sort yeah. of um, was it uh, who was it on the Today program? Was it uh, James Nocty? And uh, there's a whole string James of them. There's, a, there's somebody strung them all together. Yeah. It's hilarious. And they sort of go, Jerry some- Hunt, Hunt, Jerry go Hunt, Hunt. <laughs> if one of them just went for it because they thought, oh, well, everyone's yeah. got away with it. If one of them went, yeah. and now with us is the new chancellor, the cunt. If they just. <laughs> <laughs> just did it like that. So just Jeremy, like that. Jeremy cunt face. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy cunty mccunt cunt. <laughs> yeah. Let's just do it. And go. Sorry, tripped up. There. Sorry, it's just it's just you know how it is. Your name's just too, yeah. too difficult to pronounce. When it's so close yeah. to it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> well, what about this, John? About six weeks ago, maybe eight weeks ago, no more than that. The late, a, a Labour Party report, internal thing I, I saw, yeah. was we have to expect that there's going to be a bounce with Liz Truss and so our current <laughs> poll lead won't sustain. So that this was is the from, bounce. In the, this yeah, is the yeah, bounce. Wait. She's gone from 12 points down to 30 points down. So that's that's uh, yeah, yeah. that's sort of that like the if you're a football fan of a team of the sort of teams that we both support you know not if you're yeah. a Manchester United fan and you're just you think it's yeah. an outrage to the natural order that you haven't won but if you're a team that's used to losing and Labour yeah. are like that oh but yeah. she's going to come in and be on it a little yeah, and they'll yeah. like her and you find reasons you know but the, doesn't that take you back to ninety two when Labour had lost four elections in a row and um, you sort of thought, well, whatever happens, they're just going to keep winning. You know, John Major's unimpressive. Yeah, yeah. He had eggs thrown in his face. We're in the middle of a recession. Everyone's got negative equity and they bloody won again. We're never going to get into power. That's that's yeah, yeah. why the left are so scarred because it's been over and over again. Yes. So, you know, I do a podcast with Angela Barnes. Yes. Um, we are history. Yeah, very good. So yeah. we recorded one last weekend and we chose the subject of this, the, because of all this, we chose the subject of the decline, the, the death of John Major's government. And what's so interesting about right. it is... Because because of Black Wednesday, you, we all remember those sex scandals with Meller and the you know uh, Jonathan Aitken and all those the sleaze. I it was, I came to the conclusion that um, they got so much shtick because of, of all about all that because of Black Wednesday. So you know before Black Wednesday, it's like you give them the benefit of the doubt and you uh, you know the scandals sort of like uh, water off a duck's back. But once the markets and the people in the city thought you are not competent to be government. Then they the feeding frenzy really begins, and every scandal is blown up, and every uh, uh, misdemeanor is indicative of the government's you know incompetence. And I think we're going to have that between now and the next general election. I don't think even if we would change the prime minister, I think they're going to the papers and the media are going to continue to rip this government apart because they've crossed that threshold. They've crossed that point of yes, winter of discontent. I think that's, Black I Wednesday, think that's right, you know, and it and it looks like I mean it's a bit like. Um, I don't know, there's a couple of analogies I can use here, but I think, it, 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 yes, the, the the little things that would be allowed to pass by actually yeah. become major points of, of like, yeah. more reason to... A bit like if a relationship's fallen apart, a long marriage is coming to a horrible end, and then suddenly right. everything about... Then do you know what he did? He put the ironing board in the wrong cupboard. <laughs> and I think that's what... I think that's what it was that's like in the... Uh, yeah. That's... That, that's where that's we're at like in the now. 90s. I think it was yeah, where we yeah. were at in the nineties. You know, so the slightest little thing, or yeah. another analogy, I always think is a is a comic um, that's lost the room. And, yeah, that's exactly uh, what's happened. Uh, yeah, and people go, and then you go past anger. So 
people are uh, <laughs> angry with the comic because it's just, and then it's pity and and then people are just chatting and they're not even listening and <laughs> and occasionally someone might go yeah oh you're still going oh, mate oh Shut it's let's let's uh, trust still at downing street oh yeah. sorry <laughs> yeah yeah i mean uh i uh i don't know what we have what we predict this this podcast will be going out in a couple of days who you know she might be gone there might be a plot to get rid of her i'm hoping that there'll be a a vote of no confidence and maybe maybe 35 tory mps are so bored of it all and so want to get out and make more money in the city that they vote for a general election too and then i'll come on next week and we'll be celebrating the general election yes okay oh the dog's barking at the door i think i hear the dog barking in the background i think that's because quasi quatang has turned up selling (laughs) overpriced dusters and ironing board covers (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> except no. he'd get it wrong wouldn't he yeah wouldn't I go yeah, these are a million off. pounds fucking I've left me dishcloth at home I meant uh, can you give us the money now I've got no confidence <laughs> in you nonsense <laughs> oh, oh yes John what have we got what have we got listen we are history uh, we are history podcast very fine podcast with Angela yeah, me and Angela do the podcast. Uh, listen to that on uh, on all the usual platforms. We're coming back this month uh, talking about John Major, as I said, and a few other things. There's a backlist of about 70-odd uh, programs there. All the other things I do, they're all coming in 2023, so I won't bore you with those. But there's a sequel to Chicken Run. There's a novel. There's a musical. They're all, they're all coming down the line. Magnificent. Well, let's hope that we're not sort of grubs. The economy's not collapsed so much that we're all just crawling around in the mud looking for grubs. That's quite possible. <laughs> Cheers. Good to talk to you, Mark. Thank you, John. This week saw the release of a previously unheard Queen song that was recorded in 1989, uh, featuring Freddie Mercury's original vocals. Now, I'm not an expert on Freddie Mercury and Queen, but luckily we have with us someone who is George Galloway. Let me put it to you, Freddie Mercury. Your posthumous decision to release the hitherto unknown musical composition entitled Face It Alone does you no credit. The indifferent melody and lacklustre lyrical stylings pale into insignificance when compared to such revolutionary anthems as Killer Queen. Your illustrious tribute to Boo Dicker's anti-imperialist uprising. I want to break free. Your astute analysis of the Kenyan insurgency that threw off the yoke of the British Empire. And the song that went, I want to ride my bicycle, I want to ride my bike. An inspirational homage to the preferred mode of transport of the noble peasants of China. That, Freddie Mercury, is why I shall not be wasting my valuable time listening to your latest release and will instead persist with my traditional morning ritual of singing along in the shower to fat-bottomed girls. Thank you so much to all those of you who are now supporting us on Patreon. It's because of you that we can continue our quest to find out what the fuck is going on, despite all the people we're asking it about 
making it ever more ridiculous with every single minute. If you would like to join these wonderful, virtuous, saintly, radiant people for as little as £2 a month, just follow the link on our Twitter page or go to www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on. Or if you really want to work out what the fuck is going on for just £4 a month, you'll get a longer ad-free version of the episode. And you get it on Sunday nights, unlike everyone else who has to wait until Monday mornings, by which time we've probably had another four or five Prime Ministers. So go to www.patreon.com and type in what the F is going on to join the WTF community. I am uh, making the podcast this week from the lovely town of Hexham in a dressing room in fact in the theatre in in Hexham which is why it's a, a bit echoey because you know, they just couldn't they just couldn't build a studio for me so uh, and Hexham for people who don't know it's not it's like the posh bit of the northeast so it's it's like they must spend all their lives go, wherever they go in the world uh I know that we sound like we're we're northeast and all that but we're from Hexham I promise it's not Newcastle. I absolutely promise it's uh, it's the posh bit of uh, the posh bit of that. Um, so there is a very important announcement this week. Oh, there's all normal things. I'm doing various shows in various places that you can come to if you so desire. Uh, especially Kettering, come to bloody Kettering. Even if you live in, I know we've got quite a few listeners in uh, Australia. Come to Kettering. One other announcement this week. Our first ever Ask Me Anything session will take place on Monday, the 17th of October. As I say that, that's only two days away. So most of you, when you listen to this, that may well be uh, 20 minutes ago. So if you would like to take part, all you have to do is become one of our Patreon supporters for £4 or more a month. And we'll post a link shortly before we start at 7pm. And you'll be able to type in your questions and watch me just completely fail to answer any of them as I do every week on this thing. So uh, just make the technology work by clicking on the link. And our producer, Mike, who is extremely efficient, will be there to, to help and sort of he'll be able to guide it through, guide you through. But like those people are meant to when you ring up and it's an Indian call center and then the line goes dead and you know they tell you to click around and things, it'll be able to do that. But you won't need to do that. I will see your questions. I will answer them all live on the internet. That's the modern world. So if you'd like to be part of that, sign up for our £4 a month Patreon tier and join me online at 7 p.m. on Monday, the 17th of October. Now, as well as being asked things on Monday, obviously many people have been uh, getting in touch with us on our Patreon account as well as on Twitter wanting to know what the fuck is going on with certain things. Uh, so, for example, Toby H at Tibbs1983. Mark's radiator for Chancellor, he says. Mark's radiator for Chancellor, question mark. It's full of hot water, not hot air. Now, this is a reference to a discussion that I had with um, with Elliot Steele, who I bred so that I could find out what the younger generation think, last week about the radiator in my house, which about two years was put in by these shady people. And they, they then ran off and they stole things. And they left the radiator on that just doesn't, doesn't, I can't turn it off. And all through this summer, even when it was boiling hot and people were wilting and they were like, there are now been 80,000 people die a day through the hot weather. And it was so hot, you would imagine that you could, we could have applied to have the World Cup there. And so that I think that could well be uh, a good, in fact, I think a random and inanimate object ought to be the Chancellor. I think 
I'm sat here in this dressing room. I can see so many things that would be perfectly reasonable. There's an ironing board and indeed an iron. Maybe they could do it jointly and job share. There's a kettle, a coffee machine. I think that would be wonderful, wouldn't it, as Chancellor? And they would, they take it. And then all the politicians, all the MPs would say, I really feel that that was a, an excellent speech this morning. The mini budget has reassured the markets. I'm hearing that many people, the, the part of his speech that went, really will go down very, very well uh, amongst our members. And and we certainly have seen a, a, a the pound rallying as soon as he as, as soon as the chancellor made that made his comments. Uh, I'm assuming a male gender for the coffee machine. Tom at Sir Tomanot, what a marvellous name, says, "What the fuck?" Now this is interesting. What the fuck is going on with the two idiots in the National Gallery chucking soup on a Van Gogh painting? It's not like he painted it with petroleum oil. And I'm pretty sure when he was alive, nobody knew what climate change was anyway. Well, okay. Now, I, I think this is quite a tricky one to work your way through, Sir Tomalot. You are clearly right. I don't think even the people you describe as two idiots, uh, for people who don't know, this is two people who went into the National Gallery and chucked tomato soup over the, the glass on front of the. Obviously, they don't actually have... Obviously, it's protected, the Van Gogh painting. It's not otherwise someone else would have done it. They'd have just gone, yeah, let's have a laugh and bloody drawn and cock and balls all over his flowers or, or the chair or whatever. But no, it's there's a glass over it. Now, uh, okay, I know Van Gogh, I don't think that even they were saying, bloody Dutch bastard, fucking, uh, do you know what? He cut his ear off. That meant that he had to use a hearing aid, which was using up extra energy. I don't think anyone was blaming him, uh, they were trying to get publicity for the issue of climate change. I would agree with you, Sir Tomalot. Part of my natural instinct, when I, if you see the clip of them doing it, they do look like a sort of parody of two middle-class students. I don't know if they are. They do look like that. We're against climate change. Take that, you Dutch impressionist. Uh, and then they super glue themselves underneath it. And they do look like that. And you do think, oh, for God. But on the other hand, they have got the issue in the news. And I can see if you feel that climate change is important, which I would suggest it might be, given that if we don't do anything about it, the human race will die out, that it's got it in the news. And is it not our absolute inalienable, God-given, if you believe in such a deity, right to protest in ways that are daft on the face of it when we're that age. When I was 18, with a couple of mates, I worked out a plan when we found out that the Conservative Party in Dartford in Kent were holding some sort of, I don't even think it was them, it might have been a Rotary Club dinner at the, <laughs> the Dartford Conservative Club to invade it with smoke bombs. We couldn't get a smoke bomb. We didn't know where the smoke bomb dealers in Kent, you know, weren't even in them days. They weren't easy to get hold of. But stupid things. I did millions of stupid things. And, and um, 
uh, so I, uh, you know, and they were just a bit more imaginative with their stupid things. And at that age, I wouldn't have even been aware there was such a thing as art. So um, I think it's com- I think it's complicated, and I don't think they're idiots. Sir Tom a lot. I think they um, they might grow up to be idiots. They'll probably end up in the cabinet in twenty years. <laughs> Now, it is not possible to have any idea what the fuck is going on in this world, even in normal what the fuck is going on times, unless you have the the voice of the youth that you can call upon. And that's why many years ago, I bred someone who could help me out with that. And that's I'm so grateful for that now. So with me is Elliot Steele. Hello. Hello. Uh, what the fuck's going on? What's it look like to you? I mean, you. This is this this total and utter collapse of government is pretty unprecedented for me. So, but I don't know. At your age, are you thinking that maybe this happens every now and again? Yeah, this is my fifth total collapse of government <laughs> since I've been twenty. <laughs> it's I that I I've seen more collapse of governments than I've seen World Cups. <laughs> Yeah, well, at least if it was like the World Cup and it came around every four years, you go, oh, yeah. where's, the, where's the collapse of government going to be this this time? And they could have it, you know, like, um, oh, it's going to be in, uh, it's going to be in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> That's corrupt. That's just because they paid. They, have, they haven't got the infrastructure for it. They haven't got the infrastructure. <laughs> like, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> Yeah, but even so, loads of people are going out there um, to watch the collapse of the government. Uh, it's yeah. yeah, you're right. I it think the spectac- winter collapse of the government's going to be a disaster for like uh, for the yeah. whole thing as a, as a whole. Yeah, no, they should normally take place in the summer. Though this <laughs> is um, uh, uh, this is really spectacular, especially mm. as we've we've literally not even begun to sort everything out from the last collapse of the government. It's like having a World Cup where the first, where the qualifying groups, no, it's like having a World Cup where the group stages are taking place when it's still the semi-final of the previous World Cup. Yeah, it's, uh, but this is, I've, I've said this on here before, what I don't understand, the only people you have got at the moment who want to be Prime Minister are people who, don't have the foresight of what that actually entails. They just they just enjoy the the role of the prime minister and the, the title of it and to say that I've been prime minister. But there's no actual point of being prime minister at the minute because you you can't actually solve anything that is going to go on without mass reformation. And that no, none of them are going to do that. What sort so of they, thing? What sort of mass reformation? Well, just you need to look at the system as a whole of of this state, this late stage of capitalism. So there's a really good debate between um, two economic professors that I watched a while ago, and right. they're debating uh, socialism v capitalism. They they work at like um, the 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 big university in New York or whatever, and uh, they they have this debate. It's really interesting because the guy who's arguing for capitalism comes out and goes, "Let me just make this clear." I'm not arguing for this level of capitalism that we have. This is terrible. Like I, so right. even he starts by going, "We shouldn't be in this stage of capitalism right now." It's, right. It's so he's too- saying that it's that some things need to be provided for by the state. Yes. Well, he's just like his. He comes from an old school capitalist point of view that, which I guess is true. Like 
capitalism breeds innovation. And you can't really deny that if you look from like, all right, you have the industrial revolution and then a hundred and something years later, we're on the moon. Like that was because of, you know, the Cold War and innovation. Oh, well, I, well, I'm not sure about that because it was the state that provided the funds and the finance and the and all the impetus to go to the moon. That would never but, have been done by a company. And two things on that is that, uh, well, it was Lyndon Johnson, because it was part of the Cold War, Lyndon Johnson famously said when he was asked why we're put, putting all this money into getting an American being the first man on the moon said, I do not want to go to bed by the light of a communist moon. Also, I think it was Buzz Aldrin. I might be wrong, but one of the astronauts who went on the moon said, <laughs> said um, was asked, what was your last thought in the as the countdown was going on before the rocket took off? And he said, my last thought was, everything in this rocket was built by a private company for profit. <laughs> so there's this guy i follow on twitter right called marky toon toon um right I, I i just follow him because i'm i'm a me and a, me and a couple of other comedians are obsessed with him because we started replying to these football tweets one time and it, it, there's there's two things there's three things he tweets about one of which is is anything newcastle based so even right. he was pissed off that the stadium of light Sunderland's ground, Pink was playing there. Right. The artist Pink <laughs> was playing there. And he was he was outraged. Yeah, outraged they would really the anger them. That would be that, that, really <laughs> genuinely furious. He he calls anyone who's left wing, he says people who are left wing aren't free thinkers. And I'm not kidding. In his next tweet was saying the crown shouldn't be shown in the UK, the TV show. Because it depicts Prince Philip having an affair on the Queen, and we need to show be respectful to the Queen because she just passed away, which isn't free thinking at all. That's quite totalitarian. Also, oh, Marky also, Tunes, let's all follow him. He's great, and yeah. uh, also, it would be funny if he got all the people that listen to this start following. Him. Suddenly, he's got twenty thousand followers. <laughs> I, I'm, I generally, I, and, then, and then they're all going, "So, matter of you, you twat, fucking, it's just the crown." Anyway, no, I fucking. I like pink, and and I I much prefer to see her at Sunderland than your bloody Saudi backed bloody place. Yeah, yeah, but he he keeps saying that the Saudi thing is uh is good for them, and like he generally has tweets going like, yeah, but we can educate them, and I'm like, you're not, you're gonna right, Mohammed bin Salman <laughs> or MBS, you're going to educate him. <laughs> What you're gonna you're gonna take him out in the town of Newcastle? No, oh, wait, hey, mate, hey, fucking, hey, look, mate, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not keen on the fairies either, man. But there's no need to stone him, like, <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? What are you on about, you lunatic? And <laughs> I, like, hey, mate, I fucking ain't a fan of journalists either. Fucking journals, but I, uh, you can't. Be- you can't be dismembering them over Zoom, man. You can't be doing that. Like, go on. I, what, what the fuck is he on about? But, but I, I follow him because because it's good to follow people who you disagree with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, no, that, that is, is, that, and have an insight. If you're going to follow, I know. I think follow people I disagree with. I mean, I, you know, I'm... I'll get on with, say, with Matt Ford, for example, who's uh, um, a very good impressionist, who's very sort of uh, big fan of Tony, Ford, yeah. Tony Blair. Yeah, yeah, and I really like man. And uh, and stuff and people like that. But whether I follow someone who's, uh, who's big 
who thinks the crown shouldn't be on because it might upset because it's been disrespectful <laughs> that the pink should have played at Newcastle <laughs> and that would be part of our re-education system of the Saudis. I just like that he exists <laughs> and that he, because it's just an insight into that way that people who are like slightly conservative and think, and be conservative, fine. You know what I mean? Like there are reasons you need to have people who are left wing. You need to have people who are right wing. You need to have that. I never understand that left wing thing of like, because the way I grew up is incredibly left wing. Uh, and as I've got older, I realized like some of the thoughts that I had were, were actually not very inclusive. They were actually very anti-people because you are you you are against concern. Any anyone who's right wing is an idiot and doesn't understand and doesn't have compassion. Yeah, but humanity. on the other hand, on the other hand, you did. That's I remember going to I remember going to a, a demonstration with you, and um, and then it just I think it might have been a Palestine one. Anyway, it was just getting a little bit airy. I think you were about fifteen. It was mm. just getting a little bit, and I thought, oh, I think we better go. And then you went, what do you mean go? These people are suffering, and you all you want to do is go home and sit in the warm. And I thought, oh, right. And then you sort of disappeared into the middle where it was all a bit like going into the mosh pit at the front of a, dem- of a, of a gig, and then uh, where they were all chucking stuff. And I remember sort of thinking, I felt so sort of like, oh, now be a compromising parent and go, right. You can throw three rocks and that's it. When you've done your three, you come back or we don't go to the next one. Joe, you know what? I've got one other thing actually about the, uh, about the moon landings that, um, that occurs to me. I think it's very important. So the journalist Francis Ween wrote this and uh, he wrote, talking about pronunciation of no, no, exact names, I can't remember the exact name, but he wrote this, right, and swore it was true, that Neil Armstrong, if you listen very, very carefully to when Neil Armstrong goes, st- st- steps on the moon, he says oh, the famous thing, yeah, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind and all that. And then there's a little thing he says that if you listen carefully, he says, good good luck. I think it's Mr. Oblonsky. Can't mm. might be wrong, but it's something like that. Mr. Good luck, Mr. Oblonsky. And for years and years and years, people asked, "What? What does that? What does that mean?" And he never, uh, and he, you know, he wouldn't ever let on. And then when he was very old, he did finally reveal that when he was a boy, him and his brother um, were playing in the garden, and the next door neighbours were. Polish and they were the Oblonskis and one day the a ball went next door I think and he sort of had to go over and, and he crawled through the fence and that to get the ball back and he heard Mrs Oblonsky say to Mr Oblonsky oral sex you'll get oral sex when the boy next door walks on the move <laughs> <laughs> They are. Sort that out. Capitalism. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, if you want to hear more Marky Tune Tune based banter, uh, I've got my own podcast, B Tech Philosophers. I want to try and get him on it. I really want him as a guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him on as a guest. And also, you've been. Uh, are you touring about with Russell Kane, a friend of this podcast? Uh, I have been. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I feel. I don't know if I go any more in, but I think I do. But uh, yeah, they've been great. Russell's so funny, man. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Very good comic. All right. Thank you very much. Now we know what the fuck's going on. What the fuck is going on? 
thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you've liked it, rate it. And if you can be bothered, write a review. If you can't be bothered, definitely write a review. If there is anything at all that you think I should be finding out what the fuck is going on with it, please send me a message on Twitter at WTF is going on pod. And we will look at every message that you send. If you'd like to become a WTF supporter and get early access to ad-free extended versions for as little as £2 a month, please visit our Patreon page. And don't forget our Ask Me Anything session on Monday, the 17th of October at 7pm. What the Fuck is Going On was hosted by me, Mark Steele, with my guests John O'Farrell and Elliot Steele, voices by Sarah Alexander. It was written by Mark Steele and Pete Sinclair, music by Willie Dowling, produced by Mike Benwell. What the fuck is going on was brought to you by WTF Productions. 